Alright, let's get it on! Alright everybody, welcome to the first episode pilot, I guess, for Nerds of the Round. So, today we have here, on my left side, Jerome. I've known him for quite a couple of years, actually. We're, we're talking since, what, 2000? Yeah, I'd say probably about 2000. The, the thing that I remember when I met you was we were in college. Um, I think I had just started, so I guess it was probably 99. Mm -hmm. um, you were one of the first people I met that you know I became friends with, uh, mainly because we were both... I think in the Filipino Studies Association, mm -hmm. we were both in that hip hop elements club. Yep. But the thing I remember the most is I think we were eating lunch one day, and then I mentioned that um, my brothers and I we imported Marvel vs. Capcom two for Dreamcast. I do remember that. Yeah, and that was like I remember you taking like a double take, like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, MVC two. So yeah. yeah, I remember that because I remember the like because I've never met you. I met you at a FSA meeting, and then mm -hmm. I think George came like the next week and then he brought his dreamcast with samba di amigo mm -hmm. like and with his with his the bongo sets and like it was very awkward because <laughs> yeah, i could imagine this <laughs> yeah. was like uh, you know that yeah. crowd was a little different but yeah. then he bought all, all this stuff mm -hmm. so that was a very interesting that's gonna be a very interesting conversation later on next to my right is ricardo hello hey so i met ricardo i think the very first time i met you was at tony de romas or tony romas at jackie's birthday oh. it was probably mine because i'm like the big tony romas fan so i i would imagine we would go there for my birthday instead of jackie's okay and okay for those that don't know jackie's my wife but i mean it's possible i could have forced her to have it at tony <laughs> <Romas>. <laughs> there's a lot of possibilities yeah. here right <laughs> so how do i think that was the first time we met yeah that sounds about right okay okay um it's been a while but time is is at my age it's an abstract and it all kind of melts <laughs> together especially during the pandemic, <laughs> but man, this pandemic had was killer. Like I don't honestly, I don't know what happened to 2021. It was just, just, just all sorts of crazy shit. What do you happened. mean? Yeah. Well, like I mean, we're not in 2021 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting used to 2021 right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, and yeah, we just hang out every now and then, and uh, we you you pretty much wipe the floor with me in Street Fighter. No, every we, now we and then. brought it even. You uh, random <laughs> dragon punches with the Kent. It was. It was very interesting, let's say that. And Puy Puyo Tetris, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a different story. That's just all JoJo all the time. Until I had my daughter and... Oh, man, well, that's that's another podcast that I... I we need to talk about that one, too. So I'm going to go first with Ricardo. What, uh, what are you playing uh, recently? Okay, so um, the most recent single player, at least, has been... Um, Oh my god, I just blanked on it. What's the name? The Fox? Tunic? Tunic, yeah, yeah, Tunic. Oh, okay. And then um, I took a little break just because I was getting a little frustrated with some of the parts. And there's one gameplay mechanic that I'm not a big fan of. That game is hard. It is hard. And I don't like the you die and your soul stays there and your loot is there and you have to go I, find it. Especially I, I, since I, I didn't mean to go there in the first place. And now yeah. you're making me go backtrack yeah. to the place I wasn't supposed to go. <laughs> I you mean, don't have to. Yeah, yeah well, but I kind of feel like I do. Yeah, the, the thing about Tunic in particular, I think, is, you know, a lot of games nowadays kind of copy that Dark Souls mechanic of yeah. you die, you leave your stuff and you have to go back and get it. I think the place where Tunic is a little different is I think they only 
leave a portion yeah. of your your uh, currency there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so. it also I like to t- time it so if when you grab your soul, anybody that's around you, it counts as a hit against them. Oh, so yeah, I try yeah. to so, use yeah, that. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 So it's um, like an area of effect attack. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I feel like it gives me a little bit of a, you know, a tactical advantage if I'm going back into a place. So I can time when I'm going to go get it, especially if I'm surrounded. But um, yeah, so right now I'm taking a break from that multiplayer. Um, I'm I'm getting kind of tired of it, but I'm playing Halo Infinite. Um, Is there? Oh, you mean like um, PvP? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I... Uh, so yeah, I'm, you know, I think at this point it's just a habit because I've been playing before this when I was playing Halo Five still, and mm-hmm. it was just kind of a way for me to go on and just chill with friends and talk. And I think that is, it's taken the f- the forefront instead of me actually like enjoying the game. <laughs> so, but we'll see what happens with the season two. Um, yeah, with with Halo Infinite, like I played a little bit of it and I got past like the, the you know that beginning part. And then I, I played it. I'm like, man, this game is fucking hard. I felt, for me, I'm not that really good at first-person shooters, first of all. Okay. And then when I, when I started playing, I'm like, I like it, but I feel like it would be a lot better if I had someone, like a Destiny game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is most Halo games have co-op campaign, but this one in particular, they had to delay it. So, yeah, I mean, that was one thing that I was looking forward to. And one thing I kind of fell off on was, like, I kind of introduced Halo to my son, Mm-hmm. He was a big gamer, and we were like, I kind of forced him. I was like, just try Halo 1. We'll do co-op. You might like it. We were enjoying ourselves, but there's there's just so many other games that we were just like, yeah, uh, yeah we, we just never got back to it. Because in my mind, I was like, yeah, we could start playing through all the Halo games, and maybe mm-hmm. we could play this new one together, but it just never happened. But I do agree that for somebody like myself, and I don't want to speak for you, but... Um, I am not good at multiplayer, especially FPS. Mm. So I tend to play those kinds of games either for co-op, like campaign, or just single player. So that was what I was looking forward to, but that just took a backseat just because of all the other stuff I've been trying to play. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm just... I'm not a single player Halo guy. I love Halo, but I, every you know, people love the lore and the the campaigns, and I'm just m- more of a multiplayer. For me, it's more of a social thing mm-hmm. than anything else. Um, not to say I don't like the gameplay. The I do like the gameplay a lot. Um, right now, I'm just in a rut because I need more maps. And <laughs> right, season two doesn't even seem like we're just getting like what one or two maps for arena. And, and that, that's next week, right? Is it? It's May. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess next, sometime next week or in the next two weeks is mm-hmm. coming out. Um, we'll see what happens. I saw that uh, for Halo Infinite, like the studio was saying, or I, from the news I saw that the player count dropped like hard. Yeah, especially on PC, it was like 90 something percent. Yeah, that was massive. Oh, yeah. on Steam, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it makes sense though, just because we nowadays you just have to constantly be streaming content like right so games as a service right yeah games as a service and i'm not being served (laughs) so (laughs) um i need some maps and they're putting a lot of effort into game modes and um cosmetics and that's just not for me and neither neither of those things are for me i just want more maps uh, new areas to, to like explore and have create new memories um but we'll see what happens do you do you like those games where um i know it's it's a multiplayer game but where you can like build your character, like now, earn shit, and then like like make them look. 
Per- well, like body armor, like like you earned this cosmetic so much. Yeah, that does nothing for me. Okay, because I don't see my character yeah, except for person. yeah, okay. it's first person. Like you see your character in the very beginning when with your team you got different poses and that's great and cool. But um, I think that that takes us a, a very specific kind of mindset. Now there's a lot of people that do that, hence why they make so much money off of it. But I'm just not that guy that uh, now if it's like if I'm progression as far as like skill trees and stuff like that that i think is cool sure um but just not cosmetics at least not for a first person game okay okay jerome what's going on what's what are you playing originally um well i don't know i'm a little all over the place i i you know i'm very impulsive so i games on sale sometimes i'll just be like hey man i wanted to play that game i'll pick it up (laughs) even though i'm in the middle of playing three other games so um i mean i wrapped up elden ring uh for myself, I'd say maybe two two weeks ago, and um, I loved it. Elden Ring is awesome. I never really got into the other Souls games. I tried. I tried Demon Souls. I tried Dark Souls, um, but it just didn't stick with me. But the uh, the exploration and freedom that you get with Elden Ring, um, I think that really like drew me in. Especially since like I mean now I consider Breath of the Wild one of like the best games of all time. And I think that they did draw some inspiration from there. But, um, yeah, after Elden Ring was finished, I didn't know what else to play. Um, I did pick up Tunic for a little bit. I do like it. I didn't. I got frustrated a little bit at the beginning, and then I got past a certain point, And I was like, well, this is really cool. And then I just went to another game. So I have, like, so many games I'm, like, jumping back and forth between. Um and I guess most recently, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports just came out, mm-hmm. and I tried that out. And the the funny thing about that is, um, those games, you know, like like most Nintendo games, they're just meant to be just pick up and play fun, and it it is. And um, one of the things that is new to the series is uh, you can get cosmetics um, just based off of playing the game. You earn points that you can unlock cosmetics, and um, the first time you play, uh, I didn't know this, but they put you up against CPU characters, even though you're saying you're playing globally or playing online. They put you up against CPU characters, and they're like, you know, obviously not that great. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't know there were CPU characters. I thought I was, like, amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, check this out. I scored, like, three times as much as everybody in bowling. I don't know why all these guys suck. They keep getting gutters. And then um, I played volleyball, same thing. I was like, man, I crushed it. Like, they didn't even score once. Um, and then, like, at a certain point, it opens up. It goes, okay, you've played enough. So now you can select up to three titles to search for to play online. And then my first game in bowling, I, like, got eliminated immediately. <laughs> I was like, what the hell happened? What? what? And then uh, same thing with volleyball. Um, some guy on the other team was trolling me because, like, you can do these quick reactions, like, you know, if you met, like, the default reactions are, like, um, you know, a crying reaction. It just shows a, a pops up with, like, a little um, emoticon of somebody crying or there's a clapping one or a thumbs up. And uh, every time this other guy scored, he would put the crying emoji. <laughs> like, I was like, come on, man. That's messed up. That's why I don't like playing online. Yeah. Like, people are just assholes yeah. online. And I, I, mean, can't, like, I can't deal with I, it. I, I could, like, appreciate it a little bit. But then when I'm on the receiving end over and over again, I'm just like, okay, that that's getting a little under my skin. But I'm a, I'm a grown man. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm a grown yeah. man. I still can't handle it. Like, I I play like uh 
like Starcraft two or mm -hmm. like Street Fighter four, whenever like you body someone or just like do a good job, like they'd send you a message and you read it. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Let's run it back then. <laughs> no, see that. That's the thing is like, I, I, I don't know if it's just cause I suck so much that I've never had like people send angry messages to me, but like there was part of that anxiety I, I had before. Like I remember playing, I think it was saints row two. I had rented it one time and I tried the, um, the online mode and I, it was my first time playing and I didn't know what I was doing. And I don't know, I was pretty much messing up. And then I remember one guy just getting on the bike and he goes like, never fucking get in the car again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I'm never playing this again. That was not a pleasant experience. Do you have the same issues and when you play Halo Infinite? Like, because you play multiplayer, so you're playing against other people. Yeah. So do you run into those kind I mean, of personalities, I guess? Yeah, I mean, you get people that teabag you when, whenever yeah, I think they kill common, you. Yeah. But right now, uh, it's, it's, it, the part that is more, most frustrating for me when people see bag me is when they don't do it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> like, do it over my body, not 15 feet away. Yeah. And you Who know, are you teabagging? Exactly. It's like, oh, did my ghost go over there? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's a connection issue or if they're just like their skills. <laughs> oh, it's a lag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Who knows? But um, if you ever really want to mess with somebody, um, send them a positive <laughs> you did really, did really, really good. Good, right good, good game. Um, I can see just mess quality with improvement in the future. <laughs> <for you. laughs> um, and then I get uh, messages that are like people that are like, "Oh, you ever been in a clan?" And I'm just like, "I'm just, I'm casual, guys. I'm just casual." Mm. But uh, I try to be nice. Um, and then, of course, the spam, the spam messages. Oh <laughs> yeah, do you get them? In the, in oh yeah. Okay. It's, it's funny because like I used to never get them, and now I feel like I get them like. Like at least once a month, I get like a want to see my pictures. Oh, and yeah. it's just I, like, oh I, yeah, I don't even play online, and I get those still. Yeah, like I'll just see, be like, you have an Xbox message. I was like, I haven't played my Xbox in like months, and then I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, like, in, on PlayStation, it's like you've been added to a group, and then I'm like, what? Yeah, and then I look yeah. at the group, and I'm like, no. Nah, I re I report them every time, yeah. but yeah, I've had issues with that. Like your brother, um, Eugene. Yeah, you or you telling me that like my account got hacked. I'm like, well, I don't even play this game much. I'm. Mm -hmm. I played League of Legends once, and then I added Eugene on there. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. So I went back to my account, and then I was apparently sending all these messages to everyone. That sucks, man. <laughs> like, okay. But Very it good. happened after you uh, added Eugene. Yeah, I was going to say, the common, the common link there. We all have Eugene on our friends list. That is true. <laughs> Just a heads up for everyone. Go ahead and delist Eugene from any social media in the future. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, um, I mean, there are certain, like, multiplayer games I can get down with, like, I've I think I finally gotten over losing like you know playing something like Halo or um, Gears of War or something like that where or Call of Duty where it it tells you you know your stats and I'm like I'm like I'm always under 1.0 like like kill death ratio yeah kill death ratio like that kind of like messes with me and I'm like oh I I feel like I should try to get better but I feel like everybody else is just already yeah like leagues ahead of me so mm -hmm. why try so like the one game that I have been playing multiplayer a lot is um street fighter which okay. again i'm not great at i think i can kind of hang but i've been like in the same tier of uh you know league rank um since the beginning because I, I don't play it that much but recently i started playing a lot more um but there are times where like i'll get uh a bunch of wins in a row and then it'll put me up to like you know okay you're in um, what's it super bronze now or something. So I get up there and then I just get bodied and I just go back and forth between super bronze and bronze. Um, but luckily like I've never had it where somebody has like sent me a message saying like, 
oh, why, why do you keep doing that move? Or you're just using that guy and spamming all that stuff. But um, again, maybe it's just because I'm not that good. Well, <laughs> but you're you're more well-rounded enough to not have anybody be like, stop doing that same move. Yeah. So that's uh, what you do. Are you well-rounded? I think you are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm childless <laughs> as hell. I mean, <laughs> at the same time, you got to be able to defend it. So Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it is, though, is like, when when people do send those types of messages, it's just them giving themselves an excuse of why they lost, even though you're yeah. playing correctly or you're you you're not cheating. There's no yeah. real cheating unless you're actually cheating with like a bot or something. Yeah, right. right. You know, you're just using the tools that Capcom and God gave you. Mm-hmm. So, so I've been playing um, Street Fighter Five a little bit too, but mostly on practice because I wanted to try out the new characters. <clears throat> um, but I'm currently also playing Elden Ring. And that game is massive. Yeah, I did not realize how massive it was because I'm, I, you know, I was perusing through the map, and then I, I even just ran all the way to the very last part of it just to see, and then I found like a little portal, or I'm not sorry, portal. It was a like an ele- elevator, mm-hmm. and it went down, and then it was another map, and that was large. I'm like, oh my god, like how do you finish this game? And because the average game. They, according to Miyazaki, the director was like forty hours. I'm like, I don't think anybody. I'm can. forty hours right now, no. and I'm no. I'm like, I just beat the second boss. Yeah. Like, how is this? Is that just not doing any side quests? Is that the supposedly but what it's supposed I, to be? I don't think. I mean, honestly, it's possible maybe for really seasoned Souls players. But right. For me, like, um, I, I didn't really get too distracted by side quests and stuff. It still took me like a hundred hours, and I think a lot of that. Uh, well, maybe not a lot of it, but there were certain parts where, like, I'm fighting a boss that I can't beat, and it's me spending some time grinding just to level up, just so I could go back and try to fight the guy again. So, 40 hours is like, yeah, I, maybe on your second playthrough, 40 hours. So, I mean, there's guys who've already done speed runs for Elden Ring for like 23 minutes. Yeah, like this is insane. I don't yeah. know that you must have caught so yeah. many bugs, but like, yeah, 40 hours doesn't seem like that's an average. No. Yeah, That's like he, you, he pulled already, that out of his butt. Right, yeah. <laughs> that, that number doesn't sound right. Yeah. No, it definitely for me, it took about 100 hours to finish the game. And that was me, like, not really, like, trying to just finish it as soon as I could, but I was following the main quests as much as I could. I would go explore here and there, find, like, a, a dungeon to do mm-hmm. just to see what kind of item I would get. But um, I, I would say I was pretty focused for the most time, for most of it, and... Uh, yeah, 40 hours seems ridiculous to me for a first playthrough. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll talk about current events in gaming. All right, we're back. Stupid, I know. Um, <laughs> like so, magic. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some current events. The first thing I want to talk about is Ubisoft. Now, it sounds like they're doing the trash, and it it sounds like they may be bought out. Like, you know, acquisitions are just happening left and right with both Microsoft, Sony, uh, aside from Nintendo, maybe buying like what, or like a, a, they bought like a small company that they've been working with for, for, for ages. But yeah. this is a big one because Activision being bought for $68 billion, whatever, 72. It was 68, I thought, 68 billion. It was I, don't, I don't remember, yeah. But, but what, have you heard anything about that recently? I mean, I heard um, basically... The high level, yes, uh, Ubisoft might be bought. I mean, like, uh, my personal feelings, Ubisoft, 
I haven't really been a huge fan. I mean, like, a couple of their IPs are okay. Um, I'm not really a big Assassin's Creed guy. Um, I The Rabbids, I know most people hate sure. them, but some of their games, especially for, like, Wii and stuff, I had fun with them. The Mario and Rabbids was pretty fun. Um, but, I, I mean, like, obviously it's apples and oranges, but um, I don't think they're, they would go as for as much as Activision Blizzard would. Um, I, I could see that uh, one of these bigger companies might want to buy them out just for their IP recognition. Sure. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, my personal feelings on it are, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that they have like Assassin's Creed and all those, what, uh, Tom Clancy's Breakpoint games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are kind of Like, those are huge. And, mm-hmm. like, well, the, uh, Siege, I think, isn't uh, Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six, Six Siege? Rainbow Six. That's a that's an Ubisoft uh, yeah. franchise, but like Tom Clancy in general. Do you think they'll be bought out? I mean, do you think like a Sony or a Microsoft would easily just eat them up? I think it would be like Epic Games or somebody. I don't. Oh, think I didn't that, think about that. Yeah. I don't think Microsoft would do it just because they already are being scrutinized for the Activision Blizzard deal. And sure. I think that if they go for that, it's going to make it harder for them to approve the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. So. Um, PlayStation sure. could do that, but I, I don't know how much money they have. Although I just looked it up. It looks like Ubisoft's net value is 5.7 billion as of April no. of this year. That's what I saw. It seems no. like a very low figure. That's impossible. I mean, that Bungie was bought for like what? 3 billion. I, that sounds right. That sounds. And yeah. they only have one game. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like if you think about like the reason to buy out a company, um, unless you think that their developers are really like their studios are killing it or whatever the only sure, other sure. reason i could think of really purchasing them is for the brands and the ips that they carry they, ha- they do have like just dance they have the rabbits uh like you said tom clancy which i even forgot about assassin's creed mm-hmm. um what else watchdogs um i mean the thing about that though is like i think somebody like microsoft they already have existing ips that they own that would overlap with those. Yeah. Oh, so sure, sure, sure. The portfolio is yeah. already full with those yeah. represented. I sh- I and um, I mean, like, just something that I also remember, too, was that this did also happen before with uh, Universal Vivendi was going to buy Ubisoft. This mm. was, like, maybe uh, more than a decade ago already. And they dodged that. But um, this, I mean, I really, like you said, their net value is not really a lot. So, um I don't know. I think it's possible that the Ubisoft, like that, this would be something that would happen. Yeah. Um, net, after seeing that net value, PlayStation could pick them up. I think they could afford that for sure. I was anticipating it be a lot larger than that for some reason. I think it's because the brand names are so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think part of the reason why Bungie, they're they were so what's the word like attractive to purchase was not not just because of destiny but because they have expertise with multiplayer it's like the pedigree almost right yeah and they have tech you know for that so they're they're buying more than just developers for that and i feel like multiplayer is probably their area of opportunity where they can grow the most i heard about that like i I was reading an article about how why sony bought bungie it's because sony is trying to get into the games of service uh market and bungie just kills it like they're they make so much money and they're hitting that 10 year mark at this point yeah. for destiny 2 right like that was released in 2024 
well, I'm sorry, 2014. So, I mean, just imagine, like, you, you don't have to do as much. Because, like, starting building a game initially or developing one is a lot of money. Then you have to do another one again where if you can just keep one and then add minor content. Iterate on it. Iterate yeah. on it. That's just, like, that, that's killer. So, like, I guess I don't really see value in Ubisoft other than the brand's. Um, and maybe the workforce, but as far as like anything like unique, like from software, like they, they know they, that yeah. franchise, that genre, that that's worth buying. But Ubisoft, I can, I'm not quite sure about them though, but so in regards to that, what about, I heard you heard news about WB. Yeah. So, um, for those that don't know, uh, WB Warner brothers and discovery recently had a merger that I think it was recently approved. I know that the deal was going on for a little bit. But um, I remember there was chatter before that was actually happening that um, because of that merger, they uh, Warner Brothers was looking to maybe sell off some of their games division. Sure. Um, but I think now it's happening again where because of this merger, um, it, that conversation is coming up again. Uh, I don't know if it's due to like just um, earnings are not worth it to the, the company or what. But, um, you know, uh, potentially you have some studios. I think Rocksteady is part of that. Mm. Uh, NetherRealm. Um, I think, is it Traveler's, is Traveler's Tale? No, I don't think it is because they did Lego. So, well, no, I think Traveler's Tale is one because I remember that was a big thing. That, Traveler's, yes. I thought you yeah. were talking about Telltale, but yeah, Traveler's. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's potentially a, a couple. I, I think, like, to me, the two biggest ones that stand out are Rocksteady and NetherRealm. Monolith. Um, Oh yeah, Monolith. I'm sorry. Yeah, Monolith was also. What did they make again? Monolith. Uh, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, like Shadow of War. Yeah. Um, oh okay. Shadow of Mordor. I think those are the mm -hmm. two. Yeah. So um, those uh, those are potentially AAA studios that um, if they go to whoever, uh, they could you know rock the boat kind of. Um, Mortal Kombat obviously is, I think it might be the biggest selling franchise right now, or at least in fighting games. I know it is. Um, but, uh, that is one that I'm really interested in, uh, nether realm, you know, they also worked on, um, injustice mm -hmm. as well as mortal Kombat. And I, I remember there were rumors back, uh, during the, uh, oh. pre-merger about, you know, oh, they're working on a Marvel game, yeah. um, or they're not going to do an injustice game because if Warner brothers sells them, they might not have the license anymore. So, um, that kind of just feeds into, uh, these rumors also about, uh, the different companies being split up and uh, potentially these IPs going to, to different um, companies as well. Yeah, but that would be interesting because the IPs that they have for games, Mortal Kombat's the only one that I can think of. Um, everything else is like... Licensed? Or yeah, it would, they would license it out because I don't believe that they're going to sell DC. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's probably the only one that is going to be it probably another realm. I think out of that is going to be the most attractive because they come with the IP as yeah. well. But I think Rocksteady would be the next uh, most attractive just for a talent, you know, perspective. Yeah, sure, sure. Definitely. When, when you say Warner brothers and discovery, are you talking about Warner's as in its entirety or it's just, or it's just its gaming division? Um, I think Warner brothers as an entire entity. Cause I think it's called WB discover. Or yeah. Something discovery, now. It's yeah. Either discover discovery is probably discovery. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if they're selling off their entire gaming division and selling piece part, the IPs or studios. Um, that's a fail on my part for not researching that, but yeah, it, it would, the, 
larger entity as a whole is getting rid of those studios is the the rumor and who's discovery like i'm not it's just the you know like discovery channel yes oh. home and so. don't they have like home and garden yeah i think they own yeah. a, a, a couple different ones oh, but yeah so. they're gonna make video games for the home and garden <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited i mean i have played stardew valley so i mean yeah you know, it's an extension of that that's actually genius it like, would be yeah, wouldn't it, it would or do, like animal planet yeah, yeah, yeah. They could spin it off with the right creative team. You can make anything work. I, I Stardew Valley with the Property Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now let's talk about games uh, you look forward to. I'm gonna go back to Rick. Right now, um, I feel like it's a kind of at least for for this year. Um, there's not that much, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So uh, right now, for me, I'm interested in Somerville. Um, I think that looks cool. And is that then, a horror game? It I don't know. It, it, it looks kind of creepy. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Kinda, I don't know if it's just the marketing or if it is going to be like a mm -hmm. creepy game, but the art style and just the way that they, um, you know, marketed it, it looks interesting to me. And then Redfall, which we don't really have that much information. It's supposed to be releasing this summer, and it's like, well, summer's already starting. So That's a Bethesda game, right? Or, yeah, it's yeah, Arcane. Yeah. Arcane yeah, is yeah, doing yeah. it. So, like... It's that one I'm really interested in. Just like I'm a sucker for like vampires and werewolves and all that stuff. So like I really do want to play a game like that, especially if it's going to be like a co-op. If I can get my my supernatural like vampires, werewolves and my social like fixes, that'd be great because it's like a co-op first person shooter. So what's that one game that uh, was it? The Vampire the Masquerade. Is that something? Yeah. We're uh, looking blood, into? Bloodlines. Or Bloodlines. No, I've. <laughs> Like this, that's that property's kind of out of my wheelhouse. But I was hearing some negative things about it. Yeah, mm. did it come out already? Or because I, I know there were like it got delayed. Well, what happened was there was, you know, that franchise started off as a tabletop tabletop RPG game, right? And then um, it got really popular when the PC RPG came out uh, back in like 1996 or something like that. But then, um, you know, everybody got excited that they were like, oh, we're going to make a sequel to that PC RPG. And then they announced like two or three more titles after that. And some of those titles are just like visual novel types or um, I forget, like some kind of text adventure type. Well, not text adventure, but like some kind of adventure type uh, game. Um, so I, I do know that a Vampire the Masquerade title came out. Right. But I'm oh, guessing oh, you're saying you're saying that the other one, the one that people are waiting for. One. Didn't come out. I, I know that there was like some trouble. They delayed it a while ago because the creative team left, or they they got a new creative team. So yeah, I I, I don't know. My like, I've tried to play the PC RPG and it was interesting, but I think at the time that I had started it, it just felt dated to me. Mm. Um, I am interested in that kind of thing, but it's one of those things that like, honestly, it's kind of bad to say. But like, unless I see like some super glowing reviews, I'm probably not even gonna like. It's not on my radar. Yeah, and for me, the next other one after Redfall would be Starfield. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, I want to see where, where that's gonna go. Yeah, there's a uh, Microsoft is having like a showcase on June 12th, and so the rumor is that they're gonna be focusing on on that game. What What is the the premise of the game? Or like, what are what are we looking forward to? Is it kind of like the futuristic Fallout 76 or Fallout 4? I thought the pitch was like. It's like Elder Scrolls, but in space. In space, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. it's gonna be a very massive like uh, world, and like it's gonna you're supposed to be able to travel to different planets, different galaxies, and then um, 
that they haven't really shown the game the you know, gameplay like the moment to moment gameplay sure. or what the narrative drive is for the game but like they just showed like a quick like snippet actually recently they had like a deeper dive i just didn't get to see it but visually it looks a lot better it looks like the new engine that they're using is, yeah. is really they, good are, are did they switch to unreal engine or are they still using their it's create 2 Okay. I think it's the new iteration of, of I don't know if it's like an actual ground up or just like a updated version yeah. of what they were using, but it looks better for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm into, you know, I I really got into those Bethesda games with um, Skyrim. Um, I did like Fallout 3 and 4. Um, I didn't even try 76 because that was... That was game. trash. It was. Yeah, it was a games as a service thing. And I heard that... I did hear that it eventually got better. It did. But um, I, I just was checked out of it. But um, to me, the appeal would be that it's, you know, science fiction in space with the same kind of trappings that those uh, earlier games like Skyrim and Fallout have. Like, I, I can imagine, like, um, resource gathering and building stuff and that seems uh pretty enticing um in a space simulation so do we know if it's going to be a uh, single player game as far as i know it's i'm a, i was expecting a single player uh, game it'd be interesting to see if they do a co-op right but i'm not expecting that it's it'd be a nice little cherry on top um Right now, I think I think honestly, part of the reason why I'm actually looking forward to that is because I enjoyed Outer Worlds so much. So now you I play kinda, it like how you like Outer Worlds, like yeah, the, okay. the first, yeah, the one that Obsidian uh, made. Um, There's Outer Worlds and Outer Outer Wilds. Wild. Yeah, Those are Outer Worlds. Outer yeah. Worlds. Okay. Worlds is more like what we're saying. Yeah. But I think Starfield is like to the next level. Exactly, that, right? it's a more yeah. open world. Um, the um, Outer Worlds was a much more, much less budget, and so it's a little bit more ringed in. It's not as massive of a world, um, but I liked it a lot. And if I'm going to go way into the future for things that I'm looking forward to, uh, Outer Worlds Two is definitely on my list. I, I know that Bethesda like has a has a like a like a history of like a, just big, big franchises, but lately I don't they haven't been putting out any good stuff. Well, Aside, I mean, like if you if you count like Doom and stuff like that, because that's them too. Right? But I mean, that's more ID though; it's software, yeah. right? But when you're talking about well, like, oh, you Fall mean like Bethesda Softworks? Yeah, yeah. Like when you when you see Fallout seventy six, that wasn't wasn't that great when it first came out. But then the, all all the other ones were, uh, I guess, what was a uh, Deathloop? They're Bethesda, right? Yeah, but yeah. that was Arcane, right? Was it Arcane? Yeah, that was yeah. Arcane. So but, yeah, I, th I think what you're talking about is the core development studio that mm -hmm. is working on um the games that you're thinking of like oblivion or skyrim oh, yeah, right, right, right. i think they've just been all focused on starfield because starfield yeah. is like their next huge franchise and they want to make sure they do it right um so i i think that's why you haven't seen them release anything else it's just because they're working on that and then I think after that they're going to work on the next Elder Scrolls. Is I'm pretty sure they're already doing like pre-production yeah, planning for yeah. that. I'd imagine because they showed, they, they mentioned it like two years ago. Yeah, they showed yeah. just yeah. like the intro. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember now. Yeah, it yeah. was like a logo. Logo, shot. yeah, yeah. Logo. yeah, yeah. What uh, games are you looking forward to, Jerome? Um, on the, uh, I know you you guys were like, oh, there's not a lot of stuff going coming out, but for me, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of games that I'm very interested in that are coming out. Um, I think probably the ones that I could think of 
that are coming out relatively soon. Um, I don't know if you guys, I think you might have played it here, um, that game What the Dub. Do you remember that game? Did you guys play that here? It's basically like um, it shows an old movie clip. And yeah, then I remember that. Yeah, so it, it'll be like some okay. weird movie clip out of context and then it'll pause and you you type in something that you want the character to say. And there's like an auto speech um, see, uh, computer generated voice that says whatever you type. And it's kind of like the Jackbox games where you all you need is a phone and then you, you connect to whatever website it tells you to go to. And then um, you vote on which is the funniest. So those guys. Uh, the team that did that, the studio, and I, I'm sorry, I forget their name, but they actually teamed up with Rift Tracks. And I don't know if you're familiar with Rift Tracks, but they are um, a company that spun out of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so basically they started doing Mystery Science Theater 3000 for on their own uh, their own company, but... Um, the the thing that they figured out that was very smart was, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000, they had to get the license for the movies that they were showing, sure. obviously, so they could show it. Mm-hmm. So what Rift Tracks did was, we'll just record the audio. If you, could, if you have a copy of the movie, you play our audio when the movie starts, and they don't need the license for it. It'll sync up. Yep. So, like, let's say, okay. you know, Spider-Man No Way Home just came out. Obviously, a huge movie like that they're not going to like buy the license for so they can rebroadcast it. All they do is they watch it, they tell their jokes, and then they say, okay, press play at this point in the movie, and it'll be like listening to us do our riff tracks on that movie. So they're pretty, I think they're pretty well known now, at least to like a, they have a cult following. And um, they teamed up with the people that did What the Dub, so they have a game coming out next week called Riff Tracks the Game. And, um, there's a lot of uh, references to movies that they have done riff tracks to, and even I think some that they did Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I saw like some gameplay demos of it, like Giant Bomb and Easy Allies did some some gameplay with the actual dev team, and um, it just seems like a much better put together package. Uh, they have stuff like if you don't know what to say, um, you can pick a a riff that they created um, specifically for that clip. So it actually makes sense. So they have like maybe 10 of those pre-created riffs. And instead of a computer-generated voice, you actually hear the people that are from those riff tracks, um, uh, audio tracks, you can actually hear them tell their own jokes. So they've got that. And they've got another game mode that's kind of like Cards Against Humanity where they give you like a list of riffs and you pick the best one that you think goes with that clip, and then everybody votes on which oh, one. Okay. So, and that's a PC game? or um, It's actually on everything. So okay. it's PC, uh, Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. And I think one of the smarter things they're doing now is they have it where it's cross-play. So mm. if you're playing with somebody, like let's say I'm at home, um, and you know, generally like Jackbox games, if you want to play with other people, you would generally stream it. Um, for the Switch, it's kind of hard to stream, and I've done it because, like, you know, during the pandemic, I tried to play Jackbox Party Pack with people, and I had to point a camera to my TV, stream it on Facebook or something, and there's, like, a lag and everything. The interesting thing here is if you have the game and somebody else you know has the game, 
you can sync up your switches. So okay, yeah. So like, if you're at your house, we can play the same game together, and we can even talk to each other through an app, and then we can play the same game with each other rather than me having to stream it. So it, it's just like a lot of smart things, and I think the game is only like ten or fifteen bucks, and they already said that they're gonna like. Uh, iterate on it like they'll have a patch with additional scenes and additional riffs that they're going to just I mean it's uh, just like a multiplayer game if you think about it yeah so I I don't know I I think it's really cool Um, that's one that I'm really looking forward to that's like I said it's next week and I think the Switch version comes out a week later but that's definitely something I want to play with you guys Um, other than that uh, the Ninja Turtles game I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> yeah, I was one. like, you forgot about that? <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, Shredder's Revenge, like, um, based on the 1980s uh, version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, um, they announced that, you know, they're even bringing the voice actors back. Um, yeah, Rest yeah, in yeah, peace, Uncle Phil, that. who I don't know if they're going to use old clips of him or if just, like, the uh, villains are not going to talk. Or impersonator. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. It depends but, yeah, on how good I mean, of a yeah, job yeah, they yeah. can yeah. do. Um, but they did say that the Ninja Turtles will be back. Um, I do hope that they have at least Casey Jones or some other, uh, characters, but I think it's decent with a, uh, a six character roster at the beginning. Cause it seems like most of them have, um, different moves. They have different stats. I saw on recent previews cause packs had just happened. Um, mm-hmm. there's like two different modes. There's an arcade mode where you would just play it like an arcade game. And then there's an actual story mode, which, uh, has character progression. So, like, you can actually earn new moves and stuff like that as you go through the game. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, uh, it seems like a, a pretty cool beat-em-up. Um, and then the other one that I'm really looking forward to is uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is just the expansion for Monster Hunter Rise. And, I mean, I'm, I'm less enthused about how Monster Hunter Rise has added content than they did with Monster Hunter World, but... Um, in the end, I think the the core gameplay is just fun enough that um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what they add. And I think they actually have a a digital event uh, in a week or two to unveil more of that. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Did you buy it on the PC or are you stick it on Switch? I did not yet. I, I'm, okay. I it's on sale now actually on PC for like thirty bucks. And oh, that's like, not bad. I was thinking about it, but I was like, I it's good enough on on the Switch, and it's more convenient for me to play on the Switch. So. It's impressive. Like, I don't know. Have you played uh, Monster Hunter Rise at all? No. Okay. So that game is really impressive to even work on the Switch. Uh, like how it even looks. Yeah. It's impressive. Like that engine was RE. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it Snow? No, I'm thinking of the other one. Yeah, you're right. R-E sorry, engine. engine. Yeah. Sorry, engine. Yeah. Like, I I have high expectations for that engine, which segues into the game that I'm looking forward to playing. Which is Street Fighter Six? Oh yeah, totally, uh, I'm totally glad. I'm glad. That. I'm glad you mentioned it because I was like, "How did I forget?" To? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this crowd, I can't believe. Yeah, but that, I mean, I, I mean, I've been playing fighting games since I was like eleven, and that, I think that was the one that hooked me since I started playing it. Maybe it was um, Street Smart. I don't know if you remember playing that one. Yeah, I play that one. Yeah, but uh, Street Fighter Six, like, I, I'm. I don't know how I feel about that art direction. I know how I feel. I don't like you. It. Don't you're very critical about Street Fighter. <laughs> I'm very critical about everything. Well, I, I mean, like I, I feel like those are not the in-game models because you think or no? Well, I mean, it, it makes sense. Is, it, it 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 shows what the art direction is, though, right? I I think the art direction shows it, but I don't think we're gonna see it so detailed because yeah, yeah. they're well, farther that, away. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like, yeah, I, I I miss 
I'm a little I'm misspeaking kind of, but I'm saying like those obviously are not going to be the in-game models because they look so detailed. Except for when you do a super and they zoom in on That's your true. face or something. Be, yeah. I can see that happening. Um, but I, what what I what I was trying to say is that I think that's mo- the the purpose of that video was to be indicative of the art style that is going to be shown in the game. And um, I don't know. I have to see it. I have to see more characters and see what they look like. You know? Yeah, the roster is what is going to be more yeah. important to me than the art style. Yeah. I'm curious about the story because I've listened to this other podcast. I know, right? Like, who gives? <laughs> who cares about the story, right? But the way that they're trying to—I don't have you beaten any of the store uh, characters? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I've done. I did, you know, the actual story mode, which you jump character to character, and that is pretty much the canon core story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know what you're talking about like how the different character endings, especially for if you pick the Street Fighter Five arcade mode they have specific things that kind of might hint, right, to what, what's coming in the future. So the the key, the core one that I've heard from this podcast, I don't know, you listen to Event Hubs? You know what that Yeah, I, I, I don't listen to the podcast. Okay, yes. so they were saying that it's possible the, uh, that the key one is going to be Rose's um, story where she's like, oh, you know, G is actually a threat and we should probably have addressed this much earlier. So I'm going to talk to my uh, past self and see if we can stop him from r- r- ruling the world. So now they're trying to reboot Street Fighter like they did with, um, what is it, like Star Trek? Like go back oh, in the past. Well, well, you, it's interesting. Well, I was going to say, also, keeping on fighting games, the Mortal Kombat reboot, uh, yes, Mortal Kombat like that. 9, they, they did almost the exact same. They did the exact same thing. Right. Yeah. Which I think the first thing I thought of, if they're going back, it reminds me of Alpha. Are they going to have Perry? Are they going to have Perry's back? You know, like I'm all for it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Perry, for me, Perry is all was always like the the cool tech that I would never be able to pull off. It's an option. You don't have to do it. That's true. You know yeah. I, what I'm thinking. Well, well, I what I'm thinking is that the problem with Street Fighter Five is there aren't isn't enough defensive options. It is just like rush down and like big damage, right? And a lot of people don't like that for this game. But they want more defensive options. The problem was Street Fighter Three; there was too many defensive options, and that's why it didn't do well. Uh, amongst other things, there's a lot of uh, development um, uh, horror stories, from what I remember. You, what's going on? I see something. Oh, here. I was just thinking: is do you think four is the sweet spot? Um, it's okay. It's not my okay. favorite. Yeah. I think I'm. I'm talking old. about for the like the 3D. Like 2.5D. Are we talking like graphics or just like the gaming overall? I'm just saying like in modern, like the cl- like the newest ones. Do you think that that was the best ones? One of the best ones? I would think Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z or Fighters. Oh, I was talking about Street Fighter. Specifically. Oh, specifically. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would say probably. Okay. Between four and five. Four yeah. is much better. But I was, I kind of agree that after that Ultra Street Fighter 4, like it is so outdated. It's archaic. Like it's no, um, it's so broken. It's archaic. <laughs> but I when you, the, I have one of those. <laughs> the Elena in that game is just broken as hell. Cause like you can get her damage or you can like almost kill her. Mm-hmm. Then she regens energy. Oh yeah. She has healing super. She art, has right? healing, right? So then you can get her down again. She can heal again. That, oh yeah. I don't like yeah. that. No. So that, that's a broken, um, mechanic. I mean, that's given you give her the opportunity, but right. Yeah. But they were uh, like, yeah, Street Fighter Six is a uh, big one. Uh, I don't think it's going to come out this year. No. no yeah. That's, I, I think that's why I didn't think about it. Cause I was thinking, I think that's pretty far out still. 
I mean, yeah, there's like other games too. Um, uh, God of War, Ragnarok. Is that yeah. coming out this year? Uh, they reiterated that it is coming out this year recently. I don't think it's going to happen. Then, then, <laughs> then they need to stay off Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, even if they said it, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Cause I mean, like, I think they, I even forgot, but I think they did show some of it already. And like, they did. Yeah, they did. They, they had like a, at one of the state of plays. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I loved God of War, the, the most recent one. Um, it was, okay. it was really good. I don't know if it hits different as a parent or whatever. I think it but, probably like, does. Yeah, Cause that, that's the reason why I, as soon as I saw the kid, I was like, I don't want to play this. He <laughs> <laughs> was annoying. Uh, was it Treyas? Yeah, but I mean, like, there's there was character development in his, especially, um, that I I enjoyed, um, and how they tied in the mythology stuff. Like, yes, I, I, I agree, it was really good. Yeah, um, but I, I, from a gameplay standpoint too, like, I think I enjoyed it um, maybe more than the other than the original God of Wars, just because it felt less mashy. Like, you could do sure. a lot more combo type stuff, like Devil May Cry type stuff in the previous God of Wars. But um, this one, it just felt like, I don't know, more visceral. And I don't know if it was just because the camera angle might have helped that. But um, it, it felt good. It also, I mean, I haven't played it, but um, it seems a lot more mature. Yes. Of yeah. a game. Yeah, th- there was no... Um, <laughs> Like mini it, like, games, no sex yeah, scenes. N- none of those uh, where the camera moves and then you have to mash X to have sex. Yeah, with like, uh, something. But, Honestly, when I saw yeah. the trailer for it, I was like, "This is a, a major improvement for me." You know, I like games like I like the games with the, with the play style of like of God of War, the original God mm-hmm. of War um, series. But like the character himself has always been turned me off to the series. Yeah. So yeah. this one seems like it was a much better step in the right direction. Yeah, he's he's much more subdued um, in certain aspects. I think because he's like supposed to be a father figure. So, yeah. um, I mean, there are some times in that game where he just goes crazy, but it's but that's not like yeah. on all the time. That yeah. was the f- problem with the first God yeah. of War. It was just angry all the time. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't dynamic. Yeah, it, it was. I do remember like in the first couple of God of Wars, it's just like you pretty much murder all of the gods in like horrific ways. I remember there was one where you were like, um, I think you're like gouging somebody's eyes out and you have to like keep mashing X and then it just like, that was Zeus. Was it Zeus? I think so. Cause yeah. he kept on bashing his head into the, yeah. but there, there was actually one where um, I remember uh, somebody on a message board brought it up. They were like, how come when you fight this guy? And I think it was like um, Odysseus or somebody. And he's like, um, I can't get past him. I don't know if this game is broken, but basically what happens is like, there's a prompt to bash his like just keep beating on him mm-hmm. and it's like you keep pressing x what you're supposed to do is at some point you're supposed to stop and i, I don't know if the guy had it on turbo <laughs> or whatever but he's like this game like it won't let me get past this because he just kept, kept bashing it and he's just everyone's <laughs> like you monster <laughs> like what are you doing you're supposed to stop <laughs> but hey if, if the game's telling you to mash a prompt you mash a prompt right that's true yeah and, and then probably the only one i could think of after god of war is um breath of the wild 2 oh yeah um Definitely. but that's been delayed like six times already. It's I highly next doubt. Year, right? uh, yeah, spring. I yeah. Think. Is it this spring? year? Oh, no, 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 next year. No, he's no, next, next year. year. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, is it spring? Maybe summer. I don't remember. I thought it was supposed to be spring. Yeah. next year. But I could be confusing it with the Mario movie because that also was. Spring oh yeah, next that's year. I totally forgot about two, that. Two great things coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Sonic Two was awesome, and I honestly don't know how. Like, I love Nintendo. Obviously, if you guys. You guys know I love Nintendo. I, I don't know if they can top Sonic. I think, yeah, I also think Sonic comes from is coming from a different 
place, though. Yeah. I think the expectations were a lot lower. I think mm-hmm. expectations going to be a lot higher for Mario, and it's not going to deliver. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the bar was pretty set low with that first Mario movie with John Leguizamo. Yeah, but like you can't. Make, yeah, but get so many worse. of the so many people that are fans of Nintendo, they weren't even born when that movie That's came true. out. So they don't true. even know. Yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, what's interesting about Breath of the Wild too is the, I don't. You, I think you sent that to me about Digital Foundry did a, a hot take on that. Those trailers. Oh, no, I'm I, like, I think I know what you're talking about. Where they said that they think it's for the next Switch. It's too big of a game to be on Switch. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know what that means. Like that's maybe like maybe oh they were looking at I think they were looking at draw distances volumetric like clouds. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ray but I mean, like that's like honestly that's stuff that you could see from a maybe a dev station, a dev kit or something that they just haven't optimized it yet to say, okay, well now we're on the actual hardware. We have to scale some of this. Bracket. Yeah. It, yeah. Did the trailer say that it was running on switch? Cause I don't think there's ever, then I it's don't probably ever just running on a kit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The problem is, is that Nintendo is very honest about their trailers for the most part, you know, mm-hmm. like, so when you see something like this is what you're going to get for the most part. Yeah. So is that going to be the expectation? Maybe. And yeah, if it is, it's yeah, probably I, on new hardware. I mean, you're you're right, but I mean, like, uh, my opinion, I think they do this a lot. They release new hardware and then they release the game on both systems. That's right. true. That Zelda specifically, yeah, yeah. Right. So I think, at the very least, that could happen. But I would say for sure the game is going to come out on Switch, mm-hmm. even if it's an inferior version. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, like honestly. I think Breath of the Wild became my favorite Zelda after I had finished it. And I think it might just be like hands down my favorite game of all time. It's really good. I um the only thing I hope they take away in Breath of the Wild 2 is that your your weapon breaks. Like I hate that so much. I, yeah. I, I didn't mind that. People complain about about that a lot. I thought I thought it was fine. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm not I refuse. You get you get so many weapons in that game that it doesn't matter. That's my I also don't like that. I don't like getting too many weapons. I don't like... Do you have to, like... I haven't played it, obviously, but, like, that was one of my gripes with Castlevania is just, like, give you a million weapons and you you have to look at the numbers for... I don't like inventory management like that. I don't like that. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's what's Castlevania are we talking here? We're talking about Symphony of the Night. Uh, Well, that's what started it, but they've been in a lot of iterations of the game, a lot of different titles, and in um, Bloodborne. Or not Bloodborne, um... One with the the newer Castlevania. Oh, um, Lords of Shadow. No, 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 the the not Castlevania. It, um, it's not Castlevania, <laughs> but it's oh, it's uh, Castlevania. Bloodstained. Bloodstained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so Bloodstained okay. had that too, and it was like that's because it was copying. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But that that was like I don't know. That was like the one thing that I'm just like, I just don't like looking at a screen. <laughs> you like, don't like go, you don't like breaking up the pace of the game to go into inventory exactly so you don't play any rpgs then i i do but i don't i don't know i think it's i think some people just uh integrate it better like if i can see the properties without having to go into a menu fair that is better because it's 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 more seamless sure yeah Yeah. sure you know that that actually reminds me of another game i want i was kind of want to try out was uh diablo immortal i don't know if that's gonna be good mobile yeah, the, it, okay. it was mobile, but they're also releasing it on PC now. Okay. I, I like Diablo. I mean, uh, I played Diablo 3 for a little bit, um, and then it kind of got stale, but I never followed up with the expansions. Yeah. but I, They're good. Like, I've never been a Diablo guy. Like, I remember my brothers staying up, like, past 
you know, wee hours of the night playing one and two on PC. Um, three, it's fun. I, I feel like a lot of those games are kind of just mindless, though. It is. It's um, very mindless. Yeah, it's like a yeah. podcast type game where, um, like you're saying, though, like you go into your inventory, pick the best weapon, go back. And that is one. I'll agree with you here, too. That's one part that I didn't like is when you're playing online with people because you all get different item drops. You're like, okay, um, hold on a second. Let me go to my inventory. Oh, I hate that so much. Yeah, yeah. You, you do it constantly because you just get so much loot. So, yeah, if, if there was a, a more seamless way to do it. Um, but, I mean, like, the, the thing that I liked in Zelda is be, is you got so many weapons that it didn't matter. But the the reason they gave you so many weapons is there's different situations for different weapons. Yeah, sure. And there, there were even those crazy things like... Um, you're in a lightning storm, you have to take off all your metal stuff or you'll get struck by lightning. Or I saw, I, I remember it blew my mind when I saw, um, like, you know, in Zelda, you have a certain, like, telekinesis type ability where you could lift stuff up and, and move it. And what people would do is, like, they would take, like, a shield or something that's metal. Uh, if they were fighting, like, if they saw an enemy in the distance, they would actually move a shield next to an enemy and then lightning would strike the shield and then it would hit the enemy. And I was like, that's genius. It's so amazing. So yeah. I, I, well, I feel like if you're doing something clever yeah, with where you can explore and you can like, uh, like experiment, that's a different thing. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother layer to the gameplay, yeah. I think. But I don't, th I don't feel that most developers yeah. do that. I mean, th the there's games. a lot of like, you know, they call them looter shooters, games like mm -hmm. Borderlands and stuff like that, where you are constantly just going into your inventory and changing, yeah. changing weapons. And th that's what you're... Did like. you play... I know you played Borderlands for a little bit, the first one. Have you played those kinds of games like looter shooters? No, I don't... That, because I don't like the loot part. Sure. <laughs> I already knew to stay away. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm playing a little bit of Lost Ark, which is that Korean... Um, MMO. It's like Diablo, it's like Diablo game. right? Yeah. I'm not familiar with this game. It's very popular in Korea. Okay. But I, I, the only reason I think why is because most of the enemies are like from a Korean boy band. Like if you play it, <laughs> if you play it, like this guy has that hot look uh -huh. with half his uh, red hair. It's crazy. So they know their audience. Oh, yeah. They're, they're doing well on that one. All right. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back and we'll talk more about uh, possible games of the year and maybe one hot topic. All right. All right, we're back, and the next topic we're going to talk about first is fighting games, since this came up recently, but prior to this podcast, uh, Ricardo had mentioned Project L, well, DNF, DNF Duel. Duel. Yeah. Okay, have you played the demo? I did not, but I've seen people play it online, and it looks fun. It, it looks, looks badass. Cool. I like the art styles, too. The characters seem cool. What I um, Have you heard anything about that? I know you said you played it for a little bit, right? Yeah, and um, the thing is, that game actually is a spinoff of an old game called DNF Online, and um, that was kind of more of a beat-em-up, mm -hmm. I think, but the character classes and characters came from that game. Um, I did play the first beta. I think they've had maybe two or three now, um, but I did enjoy it, and uh, this did come from an earlier conversation that wasn't recorded um, that we know of except for, you know, the government. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, I think they did implement um, what, you know, the fighting game community has kind of a debate going on about being more welcoming to um, people that are not fans of the genre yet, but uh, simplified inputs. Mm -hmm. I know there are some games that actually have it where 
you can do either or. I believe Grand Blue Fantasy was one of them yep. where, you know, um, instead of a dragon punch, you hit down, down, and uh, punch button. So it's just a little easier because um, I, I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but there was a uh, recent tournament with some popular streamers that are a little younger. The AT&T tournament. Yes, the AT&T Annihilator Cup. And um, th- for that cup, it was split up over a couple days, and they would play, I think, a different game each day. And the one that most of them had trouble with, because they were mostly first-person sho- first person shooter streamers, was uh, them playing Street Fighter. And it yep. was like a circus. Like, I mean, it's... It's hard because you it know, was we, shameful. We we grew up with it, so we take for granted how easy it is to throw a fireball to do dragon punch. But like these people didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> to be fair, though, like I feel like as somebody that um, streams fighting games, if they went to a first person shooter, yeah, it would be the same. That, thing. that was the same thing. Like um, uh, Maximilian, who is a popular fighting game streamer, he said the exact same thing. He said. Um, I wasn't, he, he told, he said to his audience, he said, I was invited to this Annihilator Cup, but not this year, but a previous year. And I decided not to do it because they would mop the floor with me with everything else. Like I have Street Fighter or a fighting game, but, um, any other, you know, if it was an RTS or if it was a first person shooter, like I would be embarrassed. And that's what happened to these people. But, um, yeah, you can see a couple people just freaking out over like, uh, certain input commands or like they're like oh, I don't understand how people combo you have to be like frame perfect and I mean you really don't have to be frame perfect on a lot of that stuff but it's just like their uh, perception of it just because it they're an outsider looking in but I think that is one of the reason that um, and again Maximilian he's a big proponent of this he thinks that you do have to open up the uh, the genre to to more people that are not familiar with it, more casuals. And um, some of these, w- one of those things, uh, roadblocks that people think uh, could help is if you simplify the the motions. Uh, personally, like me, I would be upset if Street Fighter lost those uh, inputs, the motion inputs, just because it's such a staple of the series. But I, I think that there might be a... Um, it might be okay to have some kind of simplified option, like um, like we were saying with Grand Blue, where instead of a Dragon Punch, you press down, down. I mean, but they did that with the 3DS version of Street Fighter Four. That's true. They had the the touch, ta- touch, or yeah. and they even did it on GameCube with um, was it Capcom EO. versus SNK two EO Easy Operation? Easy operation yeah. yeah, yeah. I think part of that is that there's still pride. And I don't think you should call it easy operation because that's true. Yeah, like, <laughs> like oh, you're, you're you're playing baby mode. Exactly. Yeah. They just call it like I don't know, like accessibility. I don't know something something a little bit more welcoming. Yeah. Does it not? Or or you know the way that Grand Blue does it is you can't tell. Well, I don't think you can tell if you're doing one or the other. So yeah, like let's say for Dragon Punch, you you hit down down instead of doing a Dragon Punch motion. It the same move comes out. It's just two different ways to do it. Yeah. And to touch on the simplifying them, like I don't mind it as an option at all. I think that it becomes interesting in balancing and like ranked like tournaments and stuff like that. Like I think there might be arguments to be made that it is harder to, to pull off moves. And that's part of the appeal is that Mm -hmm. it is a skill. skill level, right? And I, for me, part of the appeal of Street Fighter is the movement. 
um, input, and that's why I have to switch arms and use my right hand because to me it it requires more strength for my dominant hand. And I don't know why, but for some reason, fight sticks put the buttons in your dominant hand <laughs> for most people, at least for right sure. hand people. And I feel like the skill is really in the left stick, um, or in in the stick, the precision. Say. Exactly. The precision is in the stick. I mean, you have timing out, but for a button, you just press the button. Right. You just have to press it at the right time. But like, depending on what character you're playing, um, some are a little bit more, you know, crazy, like Zangief, like you have to do the whole quarter circle. I can see yeah. that being hard, but like part of the joy for me is the satisfaction of that tactile movement. Yeah. So I wouldn't want it to be forced on me. And I, I would hope that, People that run tournaments and, you know, or even just ranked online would have some sort of answer for that. But, yeah, I don't mind if there's an option. There is an option with Smash Brothers. Like, that game is super simple and it's, like, selling, like, hotcakes. And I understand it's probably because of the the franchises that are in there. Like, it, everyone's yeah. there. That's a big appeal. But, like, that, even before that, Melee, it only has 16 characters. And that's killing. It's still like the one of the most popular Smash Brothers games. You know, are you saying that there's a there's a an easier way to play Smash Brothers, or well, that the saying, option is general, Smash Brothers? Yeah. No, well, Smash Brothers itself is a different way to play yeah. a fighting game, but there aren't really there's no variety though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like you know, there's a special button, and you it's different special moves come out depending on what direction you're pressing when mm -hmm. you press special button, right? Um, but yeah, I I think I, I think to answer it on I guess two different fronts, Smash Brothers is definitely more appealing because of the characters, mm -hmm. um, but the easy operation of it or general easy operation it, it is one of those things also right that it's like something can be simple to learn but hard to master right like I'll play Smash Brothers I could beat the computer pretty pretty well. Um, I play against somebody that actually knows how to play Smash Brothers and I'll just get destroyed, right? Right. Um, I think it's because the the entry to play, the skill level for entry to play is much lower than it is with Street Fighter. With Street Fighter, you have every character, like you're saying, on Smash Brothers, everybody has the same inputs pretty much. Um, they just do different things. On Street Fighter, you have to know what your character can do and you don't know it intuitively. You can't just say like, okay, forward and special does this, up and special does sure. this. Um, it's like, okay, if I've never played Street Fighter before and I pick Guile, how am I going to learn any of these moves? Charge characters, yeah. yeah. Unless somebody tells me or unless I look it up or I have a manual or something. I mean, that's why in the arcade it was easier because it most of the arcades had the, the moves listed on the bezel. Um, but... I think if you have something uh, for a game to be successful, one of the things, especially if you want to appeal to a broader audience is like I'm saying, the entry level, the skill level for actual um, being able to play. And right now I don't think street fighter is that welcoming. I mean, I could say that about a lot of games too. DNF duel to come back to it. Sorry. I know we were talking about DNF duel. I just want on a tangent. But um, I believe that it, it does have that um, ease of access that can appeal to a broader audience. Um, I said it earlier before, again, before the podcast, but I think for me, um, maybe it's because I'm an old man who grew up on Street Fighter. 
I feel like Street Fighter is the pinnacle of um, the type of fighting game that I want to play. So I've tried to play other games. Like I played the DNF Dual Beta, the first one, and um, it's cool, but it just, I don't see myself in the long run playing it over and over again. Street Fighter is home. Like, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. When a new Street Fighter game comes out, it's like coming home again. And like, I mean, I don't have a, a PlayStation 4 or 5, so it stung when I, you know, Street Fighter 5 came out. But when I would come here, it was like coming home. I was like, like Ken is a little different, but I actually really liked the differences mm-hmm. that he had. You saw me. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I yeah. can, you know, like the way the arc that his hurricane kick has and stuff. So like, um, but yeah, I feel like it's like riding a bike. You can it take a little bit more time to like get more of a grasp, but it's it's like it's just like so familiar for yeah, me. But you still had to learn it is a, is a thing. Just like yeah, get back to your analogy, there is a there's a small curve, a learning curve. Yeah. But once you get it, you get it. Yeah. But there's a small learning curve for somebody that already knows how to play Street Fighter. Like yeah. So right. I, I I can see the you know, your argument that it's not welcoming, but I I just. I, I hope it becomes welcoming in that there's an option to cater to that demographic. Um, but I think there will always be, while more niche, I think it, there will always be our mentality. Like there's like, for me, it's like, I like, I like the skill. I like the tactileness, the, the tactile like feel of doing motion inputs. I think there's always going to be people that are like that as well. So I hope we're always served. Yeah. I don't. Um, I, I feel like if Capcom wants to simplify Street Fighter, then just do another game as opposed to doing it to Street Fighter. A Street 6. Fighter game, yeah. Like Pocket Fighter. Yeah, that's Pocket super easy and it's fun. Like, yeah, that'll draw in a big crowd. But I, I know there's some companies who are like, yeah, we're not doing that. You, we're not trying to simplify things. This is a fighting game. It's supposed to be hard. Well, you know, one thing that I think. Capcom did do, which is kind of like a baby step towards it. They introduced characters that do have simplified motions. So there's two characters in particular. One is Ed, mm-hmm. and instead of motion inputs, you press different button combinations. Right. So you press like medium punch and hard kick does a special move. Right. Or you hold a certain button down, let go, does a special move. Um, and I believe Falk is the other one, right? That has. Uh, I think she has simplified moves where she does have like down, down and. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah like, you're right. right. The, and I then she so. shoots out of out of her uh, cape. Right. So, yeah. So I think they, they have had. I think that is a, a good step towards it where you have characters that do cater to somebody who might not know how to do motion inputs. But again, there's a thing of like, if I was a new player, how would I know that these characters are the ones that would uh, do that? But I mean, like, there's always like, OK, I'm interested in this game. Tell me how I can play. You you ask, uh, you just ask me. Okay, have you played Street Fighter before? I say no, and then you're like, okay, well these characters yeah. have simplified inputs, right? And I think that's a great way to do it because it's not. It's more of a play style, kind of like yeah. charge characters, full circle, full yeah, circle, quarter circle. Like, I think that that's a great way to do it because, like, I already know I'm picking Ken, so <laughs> <laughs> so that's you know, I, it doesn't really matter to me, but like, oh my. Can you imagine Street Fighter Six? No, Ken, I'm gonna be boycott it. Yeah, this game sucks. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I I think that's the best way to do it. Um, I mean, I would say to do that and to also offer option that way people can kind of like still dabble with other characters and not stray too far and, and not feel unwelcome. That's probably like the best way to do it. Um, 
but I didn't, since I don't, you know, yeah, since yeah. I don't well, have Street Fighter V, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the, they were DLC characters, and I think they came out maybe even in separate seasons. Um, but I think if they, uh, obviously now that they have those characters in Street Fighter V, um, they're open to including characters of that type in Street Fighter Six from the beginning. And I think that might help broaden the audience where you do have somebody like, hey, if you're interested in this game, but you're not familiar with motion inputs, try these guys out first. And then if you are, if you like the game and you want to get better at it and you want to try to branch out, then you'll take it upon yourself to get used to the actual motion inputs. Yeah. I think the, the hardest part about any fighting games, even with Smash Brothers, is there's more to than, than just the execution. Like there's spacing, there's timing, yes. you know, there's meta. You're not playing the game anymore. You're playing someone else. So now you have to understand uh, a, pers- per- a person's personality, right? Uh, I think what makes Street Fighter hard is like there's like six buttons in front of me and I don't have no idea what to do with it. And there's this little stick. Well, what is this about? Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm 12. Yeah. Um, what is this? So all they have to do is make the buttons have little L- LCD screens in them, and it shows <laughs> a little symbol of what it does, you know. And there was an argument about that, um, from what I remember during that ATT tournament. It's like, man, there's just so much to learn. Like, look at all these buttons. I'm like, you know how many buttons there are? Like Valorant. And it's like it's every game. Yeah. There's like twelve. Every button when I play Halo has something to do, and you're yeah. telling me this is this is easier than Street Fighter. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I. I, I know what it is, again, comparing two different things, but the, the difference is, like, okay, you have, there are six buttons, but this button does something different if I'm jumping, if I'm ducking, if I do this motion. So mm-hmm. that's right there. That's three different things with the same button. Or with pressing it with another button. Yeah. Also. So, sure. like, it it gets exponentially more... Complicated. Complicated, yeah. Rather than just saying, like, okay, but there are you know, 40 keys on the keyboard that all do different things on Valorant. But yeah, but once you learn, most of them, it's like, once you learn what this does, it always does the same thing. Sure. As opposed to like, you know, the timing changes if you're ducking or the range changes. So yeah, I, th- there's an argument to be had. I think it's argument because it's uh, based on like um, tactility. Because when, you, have you played like Final Fantasy 14 or or wow. Yeah. There's like 14 oh, yeah. menus or yeah. RTS. I have to keep track yeah. of. Or an RTS. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. RTS is hard too. Yeah. Like what you know, and I I play I do play StarCraft too. Like and that's very complicated. I I can see how that is just not Intuitive approachable or, compared yeah. to League of Legends. Like those are much easier cuz it's only one. We only have to worry about one guy, one character. Oh yeah, instead of like doing like multiple 200 units, yeah. And then multitasking. So I don't know. I think uh, if Street Fighter decides to go that direction, I, I'll be okay with it because I, as long as I, I can still play my way. Yeah. I'm good with that. Okay. So did you know that the person who uh, created the Segway died on a Segway? That's sad. I think I did. He That's fell sad. off a cliff, right? Yeah. He what? Fell, he, he, he was riding his Segway and it drove off a cliff and he died. I thought it would be like he fell off and hit his head. That's so much more dramatic. Yeah. So, segues. <laughs> yeah. This came from Giant Bombcast. Um, <laughs> segues, we're going to potential game of the year. And what we're going to do is a roundtable on um, what you think will win and what you want to win. Right? Is that what the yeah. we agreed upon? Okay. So, we're going to go to Jerome. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. With 
with games that haven't even come out yet, then well, that you hope that they're so yeah, good yeah, yeah. that they're yeah. Yeah. So, um, in my mind, I feel like, and you know, there are so many outlets that have their game of the year awards. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot will pick different ones or whatever. I feel like uh, when I think of what is going to be game of the year, I only think of like the triple A titles. Um, I think one of the top contenders is definitely going to be Elden Ring because obviously it's dominated the discussion space for so long, um, even before it was released. Um, so I think that's a, a top contender. If Starfield can make it out this year, I think that's another top contender because that is also one that is highly anticipated. Um, whenever any small bit of information comes out about it, people are all over it. Um, but, I, yeah, as far as those two go, I think, or as far as potential games of the year, I think those are probably the top two contenders that I could think of. Um, as far as what I want to win, I really don't have anything. Um, I think game of the year is kind of one of those things that it's just like, it's very subjective. Sure. And, um, ends up being marketing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's just something that they can put out, say like, we won this many awards, Mm -hmm. um, please buy our game. Yeah. And now it's on sale. So, um, I would probably say out of the games that I've played so far this year, Elden Ring is one that really did deliver. Uh, it's something that I, before it came out, I was like, I don't think that game's for me. I'll just wait. And then the reviews came out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I tried it. I loved it. And I, I might come back to it someday, but I have so many games that I want to play. But uh, yeah, I, I would probably say Elden Ring is my top contender for game of the year. And I can't think of any other ones right now that are coming out that I could top it. Yeah, I would say that you took my answer. Like I haven't played Elden Ring. It's not my type of game, but it's, it's in the zeitgeist. It's just, and every, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's streaming it. I can tell that that's going to definitely be one of the nominees, if not the winner, the only other two games that I can see would be, as you said, Starfield. And if God of War Ragnarok actually comes out this year, right about that. Yeah. I think that might, might uh, be in this, in the discussion, for me, though, this year's kind of been pretty sad state of affairs for games. Uh. Yeah, um, I kind of agree because a lot of games that had such high potential kind of like... They get moved back. Or moved back or yeah. like the hype wasn't there. For for instance, um, Horizon Forbidden West. That was a hype yeah. game. and I forgot that game came out. Yeah, exactly. I think, exactly. I think it's because Elden Ring stole its lunch, right? Yeah. Like, and it's the same thing when the first Horizon came out. Zelda, Zelda came out a week later. and But it was a good game, though. It was a good game. It was a good I, game. I just played it this past year, mm-hmm. and um, I really liked it. But, yeah, because Zelda came out, I didn't even think about playing it. I think it's a good game. And I think Forbidden West, from what I've seen, it's a good game. But it's just one of those that, again, it's on the back burner. So I, I'm thinking that probably, like, I already know Elden Ring's going to win this, like, just yeah. because of the gameplay is really good. Um, the multiplayer is a lot better than I don't know if you played Dark Souls multiplayer. No, it was a pain in the ass uh, because the only I way mean, to do it. Honestly, this even in Elden Ring, it's still a little pain in the ass. It's just much to easier get it started. And then one one thing I hate about uh, Souls games is that people invade you. I'm yeah. like I don't I don't have time for this. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like randomly, like okay, so if you start a multiplayer game, right? Yeah, you, uh, someone comes in your game, 
some other person can just randomly come in and then kill both of you. Oh, so you can't set it to friends only or anything no, like that? No. Then yeah. I would never play that game. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then if you wanted to play with friends only, you have to put in a password. But it's not like it's you still have that possibility of them not being able to join you because you may not be in the same server or something. Yeah. Like so I'm like, that's a waste of time. But regardless, other than that, like Elden Ring is just like a beautiful game. Yeah. It it's I like the the sound effects to it. Like the the Outworld song is just like peaceful. <laughs> it's yeah, so stupid. It's, it's got a lot going for it. I yeah. mean, like you know, even though it might not reflect in the the world that much, George R. R. Martin did do mm-hmm. writing. The story is good. The story yeah. is good. Um, and you know, it even has that um, that like meta effect where people are talking about things surrounding it, even if they don't know about the game. Like the mm-hmm. whole story of that. Let me solo her. Uh, character you heard about that one yeah yeah so like that is just like a a crazy story it's not necessarily something that has to do with the game itself well i mean it does but you know it's something that actually has to do with like the player more than actual like a character in the game or anything um but yeah like i think it's just been dominating like game discussion like if i listen to a podcast um, someone brings it up yeah someone usually brings it up and it's like what have you been playing well you know it's been a month but i'm still playing elden ring so I uh I, this game is going to win win game of the year. Audio, best fighting game, best driving game, <laughs> best, sport, best sports game. Like it's how much it's impactful. We should have another discussion about game of the year and go by through the 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 categories. The categories, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So, as far as like games I want to win, it's probably like a fighting game. I don't know cuz like I enjoyed um playing uh DNF Duel. I did play a little bit of it. But I highly doubt that's gonna. Be right. Yeah, yeah no, I don't the fighting so. game would never. Yeah. Wait, no, nah. Smash was on. Yeah, game I of think the it year, was nominated, right? Yeah, all it takes is the right game for something like that to happen. Yeah, I, I, I would have to think like Project L. I think that could have potentially win. And speaking of Project L, like it got delayed oh, again. Nice. We talked about this, yeah. but so not not for this year, or is it still coming out this year? Or just oh, year? I was never or... expecting it this year anyway. They they always said twenty twenty three, but they, okay. when they're looking at the timeline, we're looking like twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five. Yeah, I mean, at one point, like if it hits twenty twenty six, like it's new time, new PS six now. You know, it's like new gen. That new game gen. is gonna. I think that actually might be you know provided it's it's good, um, and I have no reason to think it's not going to be. I think that has the best chance just because of the brand recognition. Arcane came out yeah. and it's like it was super big. It blew up. And yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that. We'll see what happens when that game comes out. And that that game was being is being developed by the uh, these brothers, the the, the Cannons. Cannon, right? Yeah, they're the guys who started Evo. Okay. So I I didn't realize they went into game development. So that's kind of interesting. So we'll see. Anyway, good first podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm. Um, we're gonna go ahead and post this sometime in the future, and it's the next one we might even do something with a video. Ooh. So. Thank you very much. I'll start working out a little more. (laughs) (laughs) And signing out. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.